0: Indie is a 2018 indie horror film, directed by Panos Kosmatos, written by Kosmatos and Aaron stewart on, starring Andrea Riseborough and Nicolas Cage, with music by Johan Johansson. 2018 has been an unprecedented year for good horror movies, Annihilation, Hereditary being incredible standout hits, with other notable entries such as A Quiet Place and Halloween, while I still haven't seen all of this year's horror entries, and there were plenty of duds, <coughs> Slender Man, <coughs> I'm very thankful for what gems have been produced by hard-working movie makers. I'm happy to report that one more cinematic journey can join those ranks. A film by the name of Mandy. A Sundance darling that cost $6 million and made just over $1.2 million at the box office. Those aren't official numbers, just estimates, but I'm hoping I can bring some attention to the film and maybe Cosmatos can recoup those losses. Mandy is a bit of a godsend for me. I was struggling to find a new movie to review and was tempted to just take a break until something truly spectacular popped up. Twitter user and collaborator GaryHost17 suggested Mandy almost immediately, and I have him to thank for bringing this film to my attention. So thanks again, dude. Where Terrifier falters, Mandy utterly conquers. It isn't exactly fair to compare the two as far as budget and personnel involved, but for my personal taste I can draw comparisons between the two for theme, nostalgia, references, and music composition. Both rely on 80s nostalgia, both contain a fair amount of gore, both are small indie titles, and both have heavy use of synthesizers for their soundtrack. However. Execution is where the differences shine brightly. Johansson, who unfortunately passed away in February of this year, and to whom the film is dedicated, provides a grandiose, immersive, and inspiring score. Spanning the genres of ambient, atmospheric, noise, experimental, synthwave, psychedelic rock, and beyond, this soundtrack is a powerhouse to listen to on its own, but mesmerizing when paired with the entrancing visuals of the film. I know I say this a lot, but there are two ways to do 80s nostalgia, and nostalgia in general. One is to imitate, while the other is to pay homage to while creating something new and fresh. Mandy's score is firmly the latter in my opinion. I can pick out references each track seems to evoke, but nothing feels like a ripoff. It's difficult to even start on the review proper for this movie. While not in the same vein as Annihilation's soundtrack, I will say that I experienced a similar feeling with Mandy. The visuals and the music were crafted to meld together effortlessly, each track perfectly following the next, nothing out of place or skippable. Everything from the track names to the instrumentation is equal parts engaging and transcendent. For this review, I'm going to imitate the soundtrack again, but this time the music is just going to be in the background. I will do my best to make them blend seamlessly and possibly release them on my music channel as a single track. While I will be entering the spoiler-verse plot-wise, I'd like you all to see Mandy for yourself and experience the music unsullied. Mandy is a movie that has two distinct parts. The music, likewise, has two distinct approaches. The first is sublimely hypnagogic, or feeling as though one is caught between waking and dreaming. Let's trip through a sampling of these tracks briefly. By the way, there is a spoiler warning here, but only because the plot is incredibly stripped down to a simple revenge story. The real enjoyment of the film is the visuals paired with the music. Seeker of the Serpent's Eye is a straightforward opening, featuring metallic strings waxing and waning above a deep bass pad. The elongated fantasy title, something I'm partial to, immediately sets the stage for a very obvious undercurrent in Mandy. 80s pulp novels centered around fantastical sci-fi, heavy metal, both the movie and the music, John Carpenter and David Lynch to name a few. The title is in fact, a reference to a book Mandy reads in the film and to other key parts of the story. Keep an eye out for it. As the intro establishing shots finish, we fade both visually and sonically into Starless by King Crimson. I bring up this pre-recorded music because it thematically ties in with the rest of the movie, which is about suffering a loss. While you should go listen to the song yourself, I'll read the lyrics as food for thought. Sundown dazzling day, gold through my eyes, but my eyes turned within, only see, starless and Bible black. Ice blue silver sky fades into gray, to a gray hope that oh years to be, starless and Bible black. Old friend charity, cruel twisted smile, And the smile signals emptiness for me. Starless and Bible Black. Mandy's love theme is a warm, spacey, and slightly mournful track that returns in one form or another throughout the story. It serves as an anchor to the main character, reminding him of his mission and reminding us of the love he and Mandy shared. It has drawn out vocals, reverb, and delayed notes, all with long release times, so each element bleeds into the next. The movie is often dialogue light during this song, and it tugs at an emotional core in me every time I hear it. Whereas part one is a trippy dream sequence, part two is a brutally real nightmare, filled with vengeance, anger, pain, octane, and some delightful cheese. It is in this half that the variety and energy of the soundtrack gets cranked to 11. Horns of Abraxas is also an ambient piece, but the sinister feel is such a tonal clash with the previous tracks it arcs into black skulls which introduces heavy industrial percussion set against frequency modulated strings it arcs into black skulls which introduces heavy industrial percussion set against frequency modulated stings eerie and harsh black skulls much like the characters of the same name is a harbinger of what is to come sand red and dive bomb blues introduce electric guitars to the mix dive bomb blues is an especially clever track A dive bomb in guitar terms is when the whammy bar is used to rapidly lower the pitch of a high note or pinch harmonic, emulating a quick fall like a bomb or aircraft. The underlying rhythm is provided by simple strumming on a thick guitar or bass string akin to the rumbling of a motorcycle engine. You can likely already tell what scene this music accompanies. Burning Church could easily be a doom metal track from yesteryear or from a retro band today. It features heavily distorted, slow guitar riffing and dissonant feedback, eventually easing into memories, a refrain on Mandy's love theme. That just about rounds out the score and the movie. There are several other gems in the soundtrack, but it feels wrong to keep raving on about them when you really should go watch the movie for yourself. At the very least, give the soundtrack a listen. To Johan Johansson, you left us with a masterpiece as you left this world. Rest in peace and rock on. I rate Mandy a track. Much like Annihilation, this soundtrack has so much repeat value even outside the movie. I've listened to it at least three times, just in preparation for this podcast alone. It can be your studying music, background tunes to a game of Warhammer 40k, or the perfect processional for a goth wedding, and everything in between. Whether you are a veteran musician, movie buff, or just curious about scary music, thank you for giving this podcast a listen. If you would like me to review a particular film, artist, video game, or other piece of scary sounds, please leave a comment or message me on Twitter at abysme, A-B-Y-S-M-I-I. Trick or Track is a part of creativehorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com.